I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and today is another special mini episode from our series, How to Start a Business. Today, we're talking about personal growth and mental health in business. Oh, yes. Such interesting topics. Before we dive into everything, I want to go back a bit to the start of Adorn, Adorn, you know, What did you think would happen versus what actually happened when you first started the business? Okay, well, I guess initially my idea for Adorn was, yeah, it was very different. I had an idea that Adorn would be more of a uh, network marketing business because of the way I started at teaching makeup classes in women's homes. Um, So I felt like I would replicate that. And um, so I thought, well, maybe a network marketing um, structure would work for the business. And then as time went on, I realised that wasn't the case. It wasn't going to be the way that the business should go. Um, I guess I probably also felt that I didn't have enough belief in myself that I could actually make the brand its own entity on its own two feet. So I felt like I could just maybe replicate these classes and, um, you know, we really need to be teaching and selling the product. And I think I was doing it sort of to be a bit safe where I had a hard conversation with someone at the time and they were like, "Why, why can't you just sell these products online? Why do you have to do this network marketing? You know, there's not going to be lots of people like you, you know, why can't you just sell the products online? So it was sort of having that, um, a bit of trial and error and not not to be afraid of sometimes changing the way you're doing your business um, and always looking at opportunities of doing things better. Um, and I guess, yeah, holding yourself back from doing things differently because you're scared. Even though you know you've got a great idea and you're doing the business, it doesn't mean you're necessarily doing things the best way because you could possibly be scared um, and have self-doubt that, oh, I'm not really that great with social media or I'm not going to try that. Or So there's definitely those, those self-doubts that, that, that you can have within your business. Um, so that would have been my initial thing. And then obviously I moved towards having the business online. Um, and there was a lot of self-doubt around that because, um, at that time, 12 years ago, no one really was selling makeup online. It was like, no, they want to go into store. And not only did my, have my own self-doubt, but everybody else was, this is not going to work. There's no way I'd buy makeup off a website. But I guess as much as I had the self-doubt, my reasonings for doing it were bigger than my self-doubt. And I also, my limitations were bigger than my self-doubt. So what I mean by that is I had limitations around finances. I couldn't afford to go into stores with lavish 
setups and have reps and um, I couldn't afford the amount of stock that these stores wanted. So my limitations actually became um, a, a huge plus for my business because they forced me into more creative thinking around what can I do to get these products into people's hands because the traditional way I can't do it. So of course, because I was going against tradition and how things were, I was very, very self-doubty, <laughs> thinking, <laughs> how am I going to sell a lipstick on a website? Oh, no, no. But that was the only only angle I had and the only one that was going to work for, for me from a financial point of view. So I had to then think about how can I then do that? So let's you know, look at maybe samples. And um, so it sort of grew from there. My limitations sort of forced me into a different angle, trial and error as well, lots of self-doubt, but knowing that the end product was, you know, the belief in what I was trying to achieve achieve was bigger than those limitations. And um, that self-doubt pushes you through into other areas. I love how you turned your limitation into a positive, you know, but I think it's so tough for us. You Mm. know, we see the zero in the bank account and we think, how am I going to buy another product to sell to someone or whatever it may be? How can we get better at turning our limitations into positives? I think sometimes you're just forced. (laughs) So, (laughs) so sometimes, you know, and, and, and so you can either give up, I guess, mm. that's always an option, or you, you've, you're just literally forced into a different way of, of thinking. And, and mm. another example of that would be when, when we kind of got to around year nine of the business where, yet the business was su- successful on paper and it was, you know, the figures are all increasing and sales and customers and, and product um, amazing and customer retention was off the charts. Like we've got one of the best, um, mm. you know, customer retention rates there are, which is great because we've got such a loyal following. But, um you know, it was such a hard slog for nine years because I was, if I'm honest, I was afraid of being the face of the brand and I was afraid of having my story aligned with the brand. And I guess that was fear of judgment, fear of not being good enough, self-doubt. Um, I'm, I don't have the money. My limitations are finances so I can't have glossy images and glossy videos of me looking you know all Chanel um so there was a lot of that going on limitation self-doubt um you know just thinking I'm not good enough or who's going to want to hear my story also a bit embarrassed I don't know if I want everyone to know um Mm. the hardships I've had as well because I was kind of trying to fake it till I make Mm. it and I don't want people knowing that I'm like literally eating baked beans because I can't (laughs) afford anything else you know no one's going to probably want to buy my products if they know I'm struggling like that so it was a bit of that but what I really didn't realize is that actually people want to know you and your story Mm. um they find that humbling and they you know humans are actually by nature good people believe it or not and they actually when when people are are suffering or they're doing it hard or they can see that you're you're really putting your all into something it's amazing how they become soldiers around you and they and they put up their weaponry and they they're prepared to go to war for you and i didn't probably respect that enough about people i think i thought they would just be like yeah, you're. see, I knew you are a loser, you weren't going to do well, and, yeah, your products are shit because you're eating baked beans, no one's buying it. You know, that's what I thought, and, and I was so pleasantly surprised that when my limitations had been stretched where I was literally, do I go bankrupt or do I go pack 
products on the shelves for Coles to keep going because I had so much debt, not because the business wasn't successful, but because I didn't have enough cash flow, which we've touched on before. Um, I, I My limitations were, okay, what do I do here? I've got to do something different because it's insane for me to think that I've got to continue to do what I'm doing and I'm going to get a different outcome. It's not working. I need to do something more. And my husband had always been banging on about the fact that I should be telling my story more. I should be involving customers more about me, my journey, um, showing them how to put the makeup on. He'd been busting my chops for long, long time. But I really just had this thing. I don't want to be the face. I don't, I, I want the brand to stand on its own two feet. Um, there was a bit of that, but it was also really that I didn't feel that I could do the videos like what was around then. And I couldn't do all those beautiful glossy model shots and, you know, $10,000 photos that people could get. I just couldn't afford all of that. So I was so nervous about what, what am I going to do, film it on my phone? Like, I, I don't know. So it got to the point where I thought, well, I've got no choice. This is all I've got left to do. And if this doesn't work, then I'm done. Okay, that that was kind of my next set of you've always got to change your boundaries up a bit, shift them, move them. And this was a new new limitation that pushed a new boundary for me and pushed my self-belief, um, you know, and self-doubt out of the water a bit. I thought I, I actually have to put my tail between my legs, mm. suck it up, give this a crack because the alternative is not one I'm prepared to go down at the moment. I'm not prepared with those three options of bankruptcy, selling, and, and maybe packing coals just yet. I'm not prepared for that. I've not exhausted all entities. So I thought, okay, I'll do a video. And I I hope that video is somewhere still oh, saved. I'm sure it. it is. It was the worst lighting. It was my photo, my, my phone on the windowsill of a double-story house. I thought I don't know how it didn't fall down and break my phone because I had to have the window ajar to get enough lighting in. I think I said um about 50 times. Um, I just said it then. <laughs> and so it was all shit lighting, didn't know what I was saying, couldn't put it all together. It was just crap. And I actually had people say, this is this this is just, this is like crap. But there was a lot of people that loved it as well. They mm. took it for, there was some good little nuggets of advice there. Um, but my first few videos were, were terrible if I compare them to now. But... Even though they were terrible, it really, and I can't say overnight success because I had nine years behind me at this point, but adding this extra level or this extra layer pivoted the business to success that I actually thought something was wrong with our website and it was doubling sales. Like that is the the, the dramatic change it took for us by me, you know, putting myself out there, doing something I wasn't comfortable with, even though I had all the self-doubt and I don't know how you get any more confrontational than putting your face in front of a camera with no makeup on and doing tutorials. That's that's quite, I think, confrontational. So even though they were the crappiest videos I've ever seen, it made the business financially so much better off because all of a sudden people were seeing um, me my story. They love the behind the scenes stuff. They need help to know how to select products, how to use them. And by someone that they can resonate with, someone they can relate to, maybe someone they could look up to a little bit. All of those things that you take for granted about yourself, someone else looks up to you for those things. It doesn't have to be that you're Einstein. It could just be that you've got awesome eyebrows and they want to know how you get 
awesome eyebrows or your speaking voice is really lovely. They like listening to it or you're, they find you high energy and they like listening to you for that reason. So we've all got something positive to contribute to someone else and it's about finding that. And okay, not all businesses necessarily mean you need to be the face of, but I do think there needs to be an element of storytelling around why you're business does what it does or your brand does what it does, what you're trying to achieve other than just financial success. Um, what do you stand for? What don't you stand for? So something that I've really aligned with our community is I don't stand for unkindness. I don't care what it is. You can, you, even for a, a period of time there, there was people trolling my videos. Um, and saying some horrendous things. And I kind of had the attitude, oh, well, I'm putting myself out there. I have to expect that. I might expect it, but I don't have to accept it. And so then I started calling these people out on that and, and just deleting them and, and, and blocking them. Again, I think initially there's that self-doubt, isn't there? I've put myself out there and not only did I already have self-doubt, but then these people are telling me, yeah, you should have had self-doubt because you're shit and you, or your eyebrows are too heavy or you're um, not pretty enough or you're what, like you name it, I've heard it and it's disgraceful. Um, so that feeds your self-doubt. But then, and, and if you let it, it could, those one or two comments could very well overshadow all of the amazing things that people are saying at the same time. Um, so you must look at everything as a whole. Don't let one thing judge everything else. Now, I've just become immune to stuff. I think mm. it, it, people could say anything to me now and it really wouldn't hurt my feelings at all because I've heard it all before. I have become immune to it. Um, and not so much immune. I, I generally, I, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm, dry, I'm trying to do the right thing. So if someone's got something negative to say, I, I actually just feel sorry for them, like that they've come, where, what place they've come from to say that. I don't take it on board anymore because I've done a lot of, um, you know, internalizing how to deal with those things. It's a lot of practice and, and I'm in a good place with those kinds of things. Um, but I think it's, it, it's your limitations. They push you to do things to step outside your comfort zone. And even though they might not be the best that you could mm -hmm. do, you will get better at it. And it doesn't mean that your best isn't good enough either because those crappy videos I did at the beginning were good enough. They were good enough to stop me going bankrupt. They were good enough for me to not have to go to Coles or sell my business. The three shittiest videos with the shittiest light, with the worst grammar, I didn't swear in them. Um, I know I swear a lot in the podcast. It's part of who I am. Um, but the, the crappiest things of all time saved my business. They did, and and I can't be grateful enough for those crappy videos. And it, it, it's really about understanding that good enough sometimes is enough to just keep you going, and you learn from that. Mm. We're all born into this world clear, clean slates, and I, I try and teach my boys this. You were born a clean slate, and information will come through you, into you, and what you do with it and the experiences all of this will happen to you, but it's how you allow it to internalise and how you perceive it that makes the difference. And so if you have an expectation, oh, I'm done because I don't know that, really? 
maybe it's just that you're naive because you haven't experienced it yet. Isn't that a better way to think about that? Because we were all born a clean piece of paper with nothing on it. And if you don't know something, you've either not had the opportunity or you've not been um, invited to learn or you've not had the experience yet, that doesn't mean you're stupid, dumb, inadequate, not good enough. It means it's not presented itself to you yet. But now that it has, it's up to you to learn from that and learn with that, then you can say, all right, well, I didn't put enough effort in. Um, And we've all got different intellects. Yes, we all pick up things differently, but there's no such thing as dumb. It's just naivety and not having an opportunity to, to learn just yet. But it is your responsibility to learn something if you want to. Don't use the excuse, I'm not good enough. That's crap because good enough will set you free and it gives you an opportunity to learn and grow and be better. You might not ever be the best, but you will be better at it. It's impossible to get worse. I don't think I've ever had someone say, I go to the gym or I start cooking or um, I've never heard anyone tell me I've done something and I'm repetitively tried it and I got worse at it. Please write to me if you have, because I don't even think that's possible. I really don't. It's just so, so true. Bryony, thank you for that. Thank you for reminding us. I think though sometimes we can just get, we can be our own worst enemy. We can just get caught up in this vicious cycle internally of I'm just not great. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, why is this person so much better than me at, at potentially business or sales or, you know, looking after my kids or whatever it may be? How can we get out of that vicious cycle that sometimes we create for ourselves? I think it's being hard on yourself and accepting Mm. that you are not a god. You are not that awesome to be able to be completely competent at absolutely everything. Mm. And if if you're if you you can look at it from a positive and or if you're someone who tends to want to work from a place of negativity because you're just not there yet, you could negatively say to yourself, "Who the hell are you? You're not a god. You can't know everything." You could do it from that place, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you could do it from a positive place where you're like, "Well, of course I can't know everything. That's just mm-hmm. impossible. I can't possibly be good at everything." It, it, just not possible, but it is possible to be good at the things that you want to be good at, even if it's hard. Even if you don't really understand something, if you want it enough, you'll learn it. Even if it takes you 10 years, but it might take me one year, it's you're still able to learn it, okay? You're still Even if you want to save for it, it might take you longer than someone else. But if the want's big enough and the need is big enough, you can learn things different way. Maybe you need to listen to things. Maybe you need to write things. Maybe you need to repetitively hear the same thing. Some people just are able to be awesome at basketball. Other people are going to have to practice that till the cows come home. You know, some people are going to be awesome at maths. Um, you know, it, and, and others just don't get it. Like yeah. it, it just, for me, I was okay at maths. I just hated it. But when it came to accounting, it kind of, because it was perspective for me, I could understand it around business. I started to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the perspective around what you're learning. You need to think of things in a different context. Um, and then the context will make you enjoy learning it. So it's putting putting something that you find hard in a context that you enjoy it, but being realistic that you might not pick it up straight away. But is your want and need 
for you to learn that bigger than you worrying about how long it takes you to get there. You know, just try as you go along. Like my videos, for example, they, they're they all pretty bad <laughs> for a while there, you know. They're great now. I yeah, have to well, jump in there. But even, but even <laughs> now. I couldn't do that. But even, but, even, but you can if you want to. If you want, if you want to. And you don't have go. to want to either. Like not everybody wants to put their face on a ch- I get that. And that's okay. But then you need to, that's your limitation, isn't it? So you need to find a different way to promote what you do or to get out what you do. So it's what are you not prepared to do? And what do you want to do? And, and and it's really then working out what you're prepared to, you know, how long it takes you to get there might be a bit different to somebody else, um, but that's okay. It, mm-hmm. it, it all gets done in the end and it, good enough is good enough. It, it honestly it honestly is. And as long as you've tried, people will see that and and they will like the honesty, they will like the integrity you've had mm-hmm. around I. You know, it's like the person running the race who's come last and you can see that sweet child is busting chops to, to still go down and you and you that's the kid that's getting cheered on, isn't it? Yeah. I've been to so like lots of kids' things. It's not the person the kid at the front, mm. it's the one at the end, the kid so that can't true. run for the life of him or her, and they're but they're trudge and, and everyone starts applauding them. You know, because you can, the effort Mm. that that person, and so people don't ever not see that. They Mm. will always value your integrity, your effort, and and what you've put into something. So you must never, ever shine away from doing something. Something's better than nothing. And and those that see the benefit in what you're doing, they will become your soldiers and they they will army and protect you and you know, it's like the adorned community I've got now, the private one. I mean, th- these beautiful women and, and people that are in there are, are just so loyal and it's and I have yeah. it's all come down to me being imperfect. It really is. And and if I say or do something that's not completely right or I stuff something up, I'll just oh God, well, hang on a minute. Shit, that was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> or, you know, like just own that crap. Own it. And and people appreciate that. They appreciate your imperfections, believe it or not. You know? 100 percent refreshing and I think, oh it is and honestly Bronnie, i want to talk a bit about that group because i only recently got you know got into it and i have been just my mind has been blown by the amount the level of engagement it is incredible mm. and you know for those of you guys who aren't in it get on it you know we'll link it up in the show notes it is just i think also what's so fascinating about that is people then feel comfortable to be vulnerable to Mm, you. Yes. You know, you've got some of these amazing women in the group posting their, you know, before and afters and just, you know, the new products, et cetera. How can we get better at being vulnerable, especially in business where you're out there in the world, so that we can welcome that vulnerability? Yeah. It just takes one person to be open. It's, it just takes one person to be honest and then you will be amazed at how many walls come down around. you you actually creating a safe place by putting yourself out there and um, offering your story or your honesty and it, it makes it a safe place for others that have been struggling and and no matter what, at, what, at what level that is. But it's amazing when you're an open book how much more people will be able to open up to you and 
then in turn it makes you feel amazing because you realise you're actually not alone at all. Mm. There's so many more. So it's almost to me I feel like it's a duty of care that I am honest about the the, the ups and the downs and the things that I think sometimes. Um, there are opinions that we all have that are best left unsaid. I do believe that um, and that are not warranted and not asked for. So some need to learn that. Um, but I do think when it comes to your own experiences that it's important that you're open and honest about it because it's your duty of care to allow others to feel safe around you and others that it's, it's, it's a snowball effect. And I, I guess for me, again, this, that whole self-doubt thing, like, you know, we, we, I'd started doing all the videos and doing the tutorials. The girls were using them for a lot of social media. And then someone mentioned, oh, we should do, you know, a private community because maybe People will be more comfortable because it's private, it's exclusive, you've got to fill out things to get in there, you can't just get in. Um, rather than putting it on the Facebook feed where everybody sees everything, um, maybe that might work. And then I thought, well, I don't know that they're going to want to know that much more about me. Like, what? Like, really? Do you think? I don't think I'm interesting enough. Or, uh, uh, okay, i all right, I'll give it a go because I've been proven wrong so many times <laughs> that, you know, my husband's in the back of my head. Whenever I want to say no to something, I'm like, no, people find you interesting. <laughs> you have to give it a go, Bryony, because he's proven me I was wrong. I'll admit it. I'm never going to admit that again. <laughs> so it's down on paper now. Or out. So it's on audio. He's got Listen it. In. No. But it, but it, 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 turned, it turned the business around, something I was uncomfortable with. I stepped outside my comfort zone. Some really crappy videos made the business um, that much more successful. And so I thought, okay, maybe maybe I should do this private group. Maybe people are interested. And I was very felt like a lot of self-doubt around that, like, you know, and the girls here in the Dawn office will be that people just do a post about what you've worn today or, like, there might be an Aussie brand that you've purchased something from or, you know, open up something you've ordered that's from an Australian. I'm like, people don't want to know what I've ordered, like washing powder or – but I just, again, it's that whole thinking you're not good enough and it's – isn't this embarrassing? And I um, soon realised that I'll just test it out and sure enough, people do. They're lonely. They're, they're especially during COVID. Um, yeah, people are lonely. They do want to see what washing powder each other use. I mean, if you think about what you ha- catch up with your girlfriends, you do chat about little bits and pieces like that. So this community is very much um, been, I guess, led by me just talking about my day to day life. Some stuff that I'd think is boring, but it's not because it's about sharing the things that I use and other people like, oh, okay, I'll give that a try. Mm. Um, Supporting local brands. It could have been an Australian business that makes earrings or something. Um, So, you know, you're supporting each other, you're supporting local, but supporting that kindness and that that, that confidence in others that they can talk about things because they might not have friends. They might not have anyone close to them. They might be isolated. They might be rural. They might feel like they're the only one. And it gives them a safe place to talk about these things through something that's engaging like makeup. Makeup is there not to change you but just to make you feel better about yourself. And I think that that goes hand in hand, that we can sit there and talk about a beautiful lippy but also, you know, I had a bad day today so I put this lipstick on. So it's all of what makeup signifies and how it makes you feel better about yourself. And 
if you don't wear makeup and you feel great about yourself, power to you too. It's not about, it's about doing things that make you feel happy. But this is a, a, a really soft way of getting together with other women where we can all talk about stuff that's just cute and pretty and lovely and, and it's great for the environment, but it really brings us together to talk about bigger things. Um, and it, it gives that segue and the, the makeup gives us that segue into other areas of our lives that, that women feel they need to be supported in. And if there's anything that's gone from self-doubt to some serious confidence, it's me doing bath time waffle butt naked. <laughs> now, I mean, if I had have told I myself... <laughs> If I had told myself in year nine that I was going to talk to a Dawn customer's butt naked in my bathtub, I would have said, you are insane. Nuts and it ain't happening. But, uh, like, it is PG rated. There's, there's, you don't see anything, but I am really in my bath naked. And it's because... I was struggling to find time to talk to the Adorn group. I knew they enjoyed it, so I thought the only time I'm fairly on my own and, and quiet, except for when the odd boy wants to come in and use the toilet, um, is is in my bath. So that's how you're going to get me, guys. Like that's this it. is that's how you're going to get me, warts and all, literally. So. But it, it but it's like it's it's stripped me down so bare. Good. You can't get me any more real. <laughs> So you either take it or you leave it at that point. So it's so you can overcome your self doubt through through just pushing through a little bit of uncomfortable, a whole lot of uncomfortable, just doing good enough, and then lo and behold, you might find yourself in a bathtub talking to your customers. I mean, <laughs> could happen. Could, could happen. Could. No, I, I absolutely love that, Bryony, and I, I I just couldn't agree more. I think it is so tough to take that first step when it feels so uncomfortable and you're like, oh, my goodness, but then the more and more you do it. You know, at what point in your journey, you know, when it went from you feeling really uncomfortable to speak to the camera, just bare, you know, skin to now with your waffle bath time, you know, at what point did that kind of shift for you and you kind of thought, you know what, I used to find this really uncomfortable but now I kind of enjoy it. Mm. And I guess how can we or what can we anticipate as we go through that journey of I guess it's almost like a bit of a self-love journey um, to, till it gets to the point where we actually kind of enjoy feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I think that when you start to see some kind of results, of course, mm. um, you know, I think if you were to constantly be cooking a cake and everyone was constantly telling you it was disgusting, um, you might sort of give up cakes being your thing. Um, there may be something else out there for you. And, and I'm sure if my videos were just nothing but full of that was just so, there was nothing I got out of that, then I would be either, how do I, you know, so it doesn't necessarily mean if you keep doing something, you, you do need to be aware that you might need to change or open to doing things differently to resonate with people or to give people what they want. Um, so I think you do need the results whether it's positive affirmations or positive comments or um, reviews or money or there's got to be something that you're hoping to get out of it. Is it likes? Is it comments? I, I, I don't know. But there's got to be some result that makes you feel like, oh, this is working. That's not to say you won't get one or two that are horrible. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's about having some results, knowing what those results are that you want, and then I think that then makes you feel good. You do. You get, oh, i got a good, I'll keep doing it a bit more. or And just not being too precious that if someone does say, oh, look, you said this too many times, even though mm-hmm. it might be hurtful what they've said, is there something you could take away from it? Okay, yeah, I probably said um too many times. I'm going to be conscious of that. I'm actually going to take some of that on board. I'm not taking your negativity on board, but I'll take that feedback on board. So definitely be prepared to be insulted but somehow pull from that um, or be open to people criticising how they feel you could be doing a bit better. Are, are they really, is, is is it really something you could do better or are they just horrible? There's that too. But just keep going and before you know it, it becomes a habit. I, I don't know that there's ever a defining moment where I just went, actually wasn't scared of doing that anymore. I think it just happened because I just kept making myself do them. And and I honestly would be there with notes and try and put the notes next to the phone because I didn't want to worry about forgetting something and, and certain words, like am I going to forget how to say what this product is, even though I know what this product is. It's my product, but am I going to forget what to say about it? I want to say it the right way. Oh, I'm not going to say it pitchy enough and salesy enough. Um so I would be like flustered before I'd even started. You know, I'd probably have to have a half a wine sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know, a wine during. Um, so it definitely wasn't easy for me. But at some at one point I thought, oh, I just realised I picked up a product and just did a video about it and didn't even need any notes. And then I realised, you know, I can delete this stuff if it's that crap. But really? just don't worry about it. Just delete it if it's really that bad. Or if you start a live and it's all of a sudden going, hey, well, just cut out. (laughs) Make out your internet dropped. I don't know. You can always get out of stuff. Um, So it's, I think you just gradually just find your feet with it. It's, it's, It's really practice May, may not make perfect, but you definitely get better at it. And all of a sudden it's just something that you quite enjoy doing. Um, I don't even think about them now. I mean, I may have, you know, to me it's about what am I going to offer people because they're giving me their time. So there needs to be a reason. Um, But then I kind of just let it happen naturally. You know, let's talk about it. Someone might bring something up and it goes off on a complete different tangent. Um, But, yeah, I think you just will find if you keep doing it, all of a sudden you'll just realise I'm I'm okay with this now. Mm. So great. I love that. I want to talk a bit about now growth, personal growth. So, you know, through just doing and through, you know, the the consistency of what you did with the videos, for example, you naturally kind of grew as a person, as a business owner, as a woman. And I think sometimes we don't realise when we're doing the tough things how much we actually are growing. Mm. Could you talk to us a little bit about perhaps especially when we're, you know, when we're in the early days or trying that new thing, how can we get better at recognising that we're actually growing and it's actually doing us good when it, when it still feels really, really tough? I think we're just constantly critical of everything mm. we do, aren't we? And, again, it's that conversation you need to have with yourself with the fact that I'm actually doing it so that means I am growing 
it, it's hurting, mm. but rather than critically analysing everything that you do, it's the fact that you're actually doing it. So it's like exercise. If you're moving, even if you're not moving well, you are still doing it, so you are still working muscles. The muscles are growing. It's no different to what you do as a person. So whether you are, I don't know, whether you're, you're, you're practising your writing skills or you're practising your voice for speaking or you're practising your videos, if you're doing it, you're growing it, you're, you're, you're expanding it. It's impossible not to be. And you have to use that exercise analogy. It doesn't matter how fast you're running, you're still doing it. It's exercising the muscles. You are growing. And, and that is exactly what's happening. It's, it's just scientifically not possible for you not to grow by doing something. So it's stopping that being a cynic, or, or at least if you feel that that pops up, just go, no, but I'm doing it. So I'm growing. Have something that you say to yourself to squash the feeling and then before you know it again, whatever you tell your brain will be. So we used this analogy before when I said you can't tell the brain what not to do. It only hears the thing. So if I say you don't think about money, you've thought about money. So it's very much about you're having that moment of feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. Of course your brain's going to think self-doubt because you've just told it it's not good enough. But if you have that moment and then overlap it with, but I'm doing, so I'm growing. That's all I'm thinking about right now is that I'm doing and growing. So have something that squashes that cynic because the brain can only take on what you tell it. It doesn't matter whether you think it deep down or not. Whatever you tell it, it will think. It's just scientific fact. You can Google this or talk to a psychiatrist. I don't care. They'll all tell you the same thing. So it is pretty simple. Mm. Tell it what you want it to do and it will do that. It might take time. It may not be as well as someone else, but it will still do it. It's you that's squashing the reality of it because you're expecting perfectionism. So again, when you, well, I'm doing it, so I'm growing, but it's not good enough, but you're doing it so it is good enough. So you've got to have something to overlay what that negative thought is. And it's as simple as that. And whether you have these things written down, so the minute you have the thought, you can go, well, hang on, what was that thing that I have to say to myself? Open up your little diary, have it in your phone as a screensaver, and then say that to yourself. Before you know it, whenever those, because we've all got a particular self-doubt we have or something that we all tell ourselves have, the it's an opposites have your polar opposite to squash that negative thought and just keep telling yourself that because the brain will do what it's told. Oh, so valuable, Briny. Got to get that diary, got to get those notes. Amazing. So I want to talk a bit about reflection and gratitude throughout this process of growing and doing the hard things that make us grow. You know, sometimes it can feel tiring and it can just feel like we've given it our all, but we're, we know we're growing, we're telling ourselves we're growing, but where's the outcome? Where does gratitude play in in all of this? And what are your thoughts, advice and feels when mm. it comes to just appreciating ourselves and being mm. grateful for where we're at? Yeah, I, th- I think that's it. I think mm. that we've forgotten to appreciate what we've done, what we've accomplished, no matter how small or big. I think that we get caught on the end result. 
Um, and, and that's really what it is. It's just we're so busy fighting for that end result, whether it's your vision of a perfect body or perfect hair or perfect skin or whatever it is, that you've actually forgotten to enjoy the moments along the t- along the journey. And, and that's, you know, sad. I mean, there are days where you get through it and think, hang on, I don't even know what happened today. I must have been on autopilot. But you need to consciously force yourself to appreciate moments in time. Now, whether or not you actually have to put this into your phone as an alarm, I'm not even joking, once a week, or maybe after your meeting or after that thing that you're scared of doing or whether it's some achievement you're getting awarded for or whether it's a sales thing, whatever it is, if you have to set an alarm in your phone that says take a moment and you have to sit there and reflect on that moment and how you got there, it's learning to take those moments to appreciate what you've done, how far you've come, no matter how small, and taking the the time to appreciate the effort, the time you've put in, be kind to yourself, be thankful to yourself. If you can't do that and all you're doing is just, you know, on that train every day, just getting through the grind to, to reach the end, well, is your life surely more important than one final moment? It's got to be more important than one final moment. It has to be because it, it's it's not about the end. It's about everything in between. It is about the, the the negatives. It is about the positives. It is about the joys. It's about the sadness. It all teaches you something. It all means something, and we you, you can you can enjoy every moment that you've you've got, even the ones that are not enjoyable, you can take something from it and extract something from it. And I think that's what it is. It's about holding yourself accountable to enjoy and to recognize. And I have to say, it's something I do need to teach, um, or not teach myself, but I am conscious of stopping and, and, and saying to myself, wow, this is a pretty big deal because you can become, uh, you know, so many things happen that you, you become, oh, yep, it's almost an expectation, but it's like, hang on a minute. No, no, this is a big deal. This is a, you need to appreciate this. This is, and even if you don't, you damn well need to stop for a moment because everybody else around you, you know, has done a great job. And we need to, as a, as a group, appreciate what's happened as a family, as, you know, your teammates, as a friendship group, you need to take a moment to appreciate each other, the moments you've gone through and um, celebrate that, whether it's just having a, a wine, a hug, you just staring up into the clouds and just, you know, visualizing what you've done to get there. It's, it's really about that. And another good tip is whenever you reach um, or do something that's great, or even if it's insignificant to you, but you still know it's a moment, it's still great. It could be that you made your first dollar. Have a jar and write that on a a post-it note, Mm. write that moment on a post-it note and fold it up and put it in the jar. So if the, if the alarm bell on your phone doesn't work, you have, and, and you can have post-it notes in your bag, fold it and put it in your, in your purse coin pocket until you get home to your jar. So have your post-it notes with you, different colored ones, write the moment that you're proud of down, or you should be, put it in your jar. And at the end of every week, just sit there with a glass of wine and read that shit. You've done that. That's stuff you've done. Or it's your te- or sit there and read it with your team. It could be um, 
today uh, the marketing did this. and Because you forget yeah. these things. You do. You really forget them. So have that post-it notes in the back of your pocket or your wallet and, and write this all down and sit down and, and together collectively by yourself, read it all out over a glass of wine or a cappuccino or whatever. Does anyone have cappuccinos anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Soy latte, soy latte, whatever the hell. Soy chai, yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Got about 10, 10 words to describe a coffee now. Um, do, do that, you know. Go away mm. for a weekend. Um, go, I don't know, go out in the back porch with your husband if you can't afford to go out. I don't know, but read them. Read those things. Mm. It's really, you've got. To, it's all about pen to paper, holding yourself accountable for everything in life. It's having that accountability and, um, you know, learning to have positive self-talk even when you don't believe it you've got to say it to squash the negative and eventually your brain and you will believe it in the end so many gems of wisdom thank you so much Bryony. this has been so so great i'm sure yeah. the amazing women listening are so excited to have Bryony back on the pod next um, time i should be in my bath i don't oh, know <laughs> Yeah, some bubbles splashing like, and yeah. oh yes might be better to it for, to be audio than actually oh, visual I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dear we've, we've absolutely loved it thank you so much again thanks honey Thank you for listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Bryony A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an adorner and receive special offers on all things adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time.